Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is episode 116, and my guest today is Betamax. We are still in the summer series, and I know I told everybody that for the summer series, I was going to have a new guest every week except for one week, and this is that week, although I haven't talked to Betamax in about three years. It's been a long time. He retired for a little bit, and now he's coming back with a new album and more music. So I thought it would be fun to catch up with him, and that is exactly what we're going to do today. And Marco Merrick is back. He's well. His flu is over, so we will keep it 80s with Marco Merrick, and we'll listen to uh, a bunch of music. Like always, man, you know how things are done here. I should also point out, before I forget, that during the Betamax interview, we talk about the new Twin Peaks, and there are mild spoilers for up to episode 7. So I had watched up to episode 8, but he hadn't seen 8 yet. And if anybody's following Twin Peaks, episode 8 was that, the one, you know, that crazy one. And I didn't tell him what happened, but we did discuss a few minor spoilers from episode 7 and before. As of the airing of this episode, I think they're up to episode 12 of uh, Twin Peaks. So just thought I'd say that. It's nothing huge. It's like we say some characters' names, and I think we mention an event that happens. But it's, you know, the way Twin Peaks works, it's really hard to spoil that show. I mean, you can tell people what happens, but really watching it is what the experience is all about. Anyway, that being said, let's listen to some music. This is a track by a dude called Brad Tuller off the Forever Prom album, and this track is called Club Flamingo.
that was Club Flamingo by Brad Tuller off the album Forever Prom. That's a fun one. And uh, remember, guys, you can always check out the Beyond Synth SoundCloud page where all these episodes get posted. And if you want to follow the links of the artists I feature on the show, I've got all the artist links underneath the episode on the More Info button or Show More. One of those. Press a button underneath the episode and it's going to give you all the links you need to listen to the cool music. All right, let's let's go to the mailbag, the mail sack. I, I do this segment so little now that I've forgotten what it's even called. This is the mail sack. All right, this is a letter from uh, Chris Dance. Uh, Chris says, hey, buddy, I got a question for later or maybe on Beyond Synth. If you could hang out for the day with three game developers, who would it be? And his answer was Bethesda, Rockstar, and Blizzard. Well, you have picked the big ones, man. If I could hang out for the day with three game developers. So I'm going to take that question to mean what? Like I get to go to the actual studio? Because, I mean, like the development company itself, it says, like, yeah, it'd be cool to go to Bethesda. But, I mean, it's not necessarily saying who I would hang out with at Bethesda. It's not like... You know, if you wanted to meet Kojima, you don't want to meet one of the other people at Kojima. You want to meet Kojima. But I guess this question is basically saying, who are my favorite developers? So I would say I don't play many Blizzard games, although I do understand that they are important to a lot of people. Uh, Bethesda, yes. Rockstar, yes. Nintendo, I mean, you know, I love Zelda. I love Mario. I don't know how much I would really get out of a visit to Nintendo, because if everyone's just speaking Japanese, I wouldn't know what was going on. Probably Rockstar. As much as I love Bethesda, Rockstar, I feel like there would just be so much going on. I mean, the development cycle for each Grand Theft Auto game is like, you know, four years, five years. And I just imagine that building must have so much shit going on. Yeah, I just like to see it. I'd like to know. I mean, even the really sort of nerdy stuff, just the organization of, you know, the the person who puts together the soundtracks and, you know, meeting Laszlo and, you know, some of those. I mean, obviously, those people probably aren't in the building, but... um, Yeah, I think it would be, I think there would just be a lot of stuff to see, because I'm a huge Grand Theft Auto fan, you know, because those games are just so immense, and there's so much going on that I wonder if the environment is all chaotic, or if it's a very organized place to, to be, if the people are having fun, or if everyone is just, like, working like a slave, like, just really hard for five years straight, you know, and they get a break for, like, two weeks before they have to start working on uh, the next Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption. So, yeah, I would say if I had to hang out with a developer for the day, it would be Rockstar. And Bethesda, if I had to pick three, then it would be Bethesda, and then Nintendo. Yeah. That's my that's my answer for you, Chris Dance. Now let's listen to some more music. This is a track by Elixir. It's called Crystalline featuring Katrina Cope.
And that was Crystalline by Elixir, featuring Katrina Cope of Purgato. I don't know what Purgato is, but she's got a nice voice, and that's a cool song. And uh, yeah, you should go check it out. Maybe we should do some junk email. We haven't done junk email in a while. Here we go. You know, I love my junk emails. This is from the desk of Mr. John F. Kelly, Secretary of Homeland Security Department. Dear Beneficiary, your fund was received at the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Why do they always go to... (laughs) They always go to the Dallas airport. And necessary fees charges have been paid by Sender, United Nations Compensation Payment Program, to be delivered to you, except $120 for CCC. But a lady named Janet Wilson came forward with this fee, who claimed that you sent her as your representative, and to claim your fund that was packaged in an ATM card worth of $2.5 million U.S. million, according to the details contained in your payment package. Did you order her to pay fee for CCC as your next of kin? Also, be informed that we came to an agreement with the U.S. Custom Authority at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport that you will send the fee latest tomorrow. Since Mrs. Janet did not present power of attorney to act on your behalf as your next of kin, else your fund will be hand over to her while you will be arrested for assigning her without informing us. She told us that you are dead and... <laughs> 
and you assigned her to claim your compensation payment. This brought a big shock to us that you are dead, so we want to confirm if you truly are still alive before we can proceed in handling your 2.5 million US dollars to her. You are hereby advised to send the fee today to enable us assist you with the delivery of your ATM card to your home address, and the tracking number will also be given to which will enable you monitor your package. You are to send the fee through Western Union. And then it says a bunch of shit I gotta do. Okay, your success is our joy. And it is our duty to protect your interest and to make sure that you receive your payment. You can call or send me SMS for more explanation after you have sent the required details fee. I await your urgent response to know whether you are still alive or dead, as she claimed. Your success is my joy. John F. Kelly, Secretary of Homeland Security. Email... Department at usa.com so this this one makes possibly the least sense of any of these I've ever seen so this lady is coming to pay the fee and to pick up the package on my behalf although she's telling the people that she's picking it up from that I'm dead which is why they're emailing me but now they're saying that they're going to arrest me because I never told them that she was the next of kin but they're also emailing to make sure I'm still alive and that if I am still alive, that I can still get the money to me. Hold on. Janet Wilson? (laughs) I gotta tell you, I actually don't get this one. (laughs) That's a first. I don't don't know what to say about this. Let's just listen to some more music. Uh, Maybe somebody can uh, email me and let me know. But as far as I'm concerned, this is about being arrested for not saying that somebody is the next of kin, but the person who's the next of kin is the scammer who's telling the people that I'm dead. I... uh, Anyway, let's... uh... Let's listen to a track. This is Cosmetic, or Cosmetica. It's K-S-M-T-K. This is a track called Chronemics.
And that was Chronemics by Cosmetic. K S M T K. It is cosmetic or cosmetica. Uh, and uh, that's a cool little track. I dig it. I hope everyone is having a lovely day. As I said, we got uh, Betamax coming up and we got uh, Marco coming up in just a second. I feel like I've got something to say and I can't remember what it is. Every time I get in front of the microphone, I know there's something that I'm supposed to say every week. Like someone will say, hey man, don't forget to mention this or you've mentioned that. And I go, okay. And then every week when I go to record, I just sit down, turn the microphone on and literally my brain just goes blank. So I just thought I'd let you guys know that (laughs) there's something I'm supposed to say and I don't remember what it is. Um, But I hope it was good. Let's just pretend it was really funny. I just told you guys the best joke you've ever heard, and uh, you can walk away from this episode knowing that you're all better as people. So how about we uh, listen to one more track, and then we'll go right to uh, Marco, and we'll keep it 80s. So here's a cool track. This is uh, from an outfit called From Apes to Angels, and it's a track called New Skin.
And that was New Skin by From Apes to Angels. And I like that. Makes me happy. All right, well, let's uh, let's go and keep it 80s with Marco. Marco, It's time to keep it 80s with Marco Merrick. <laughs> I love the way you introduce me, Andy. It's always kind of cool. And I don't know. You put on that cool voice. <laughs> I don't know what that voice is. <laughs> we just did. I want to tell the listeners what just happened. Ugh. And literally the internet is probably going to cut out while I do this. So right now I am away. I am not in the city. And where I am, I have shitty internet. The internet has been intermittently cutting in and out. I wrote this down, Marco, and I'm going to read it back to you. So... This will be for all the people who can sympathize with, you know, when you're trying to do something and the computer keeps fucking up and it just seems like there's a problem around every fucking corner. <laughs> so here's yes. how it started. This has been our last uh, half an hour or so. Even more, about an hour. Yeah, my internet's been flickering <laughs> on and off. The internet is too slow to use the easy program, which I use usually to record you and I. It, it fucked up last time I was here. And so I said, OK, we can't use it. We have to do something else. So we connect on Skype. And then now, Marco can't record his audio using Skype today, so something's fucked up and that program's not working. So then Marco says, let's go to Google Hangouts. And when he goes to sign in, he can't see my email address. So then I type in his email address. He tries to call me, but an error shows up on my screen telling me I need to download a plugin. So I download that plugin. It still doesn't work, and the browser does not recognize that I have the plugin. So it's literally telling me download the plugin that I just downloaded and installed. So then I say, fine, I'll switch my browser to Chrome. So then I switch to Chrome. Now we can connect. And now uh, Marco's program that he usually uses to record in Google Hangouts doesn't work anymore and needs to be updated. So then he goes and updates it. And now, after doing all that, his microphone has now decided to automatically adjust its volume. Just It just randomly just keeps turning up and down and going all over the place. So like that's a, a problem. So now he's trying to fix it, and then my internet cuts out. And then we connect a few minutes later. Well, now we go on the internet to look up solutions to the automatically adjusting microphone levels, follow some instructions. They don't work. Marco restarts his computer, turns it back on. The microphone levels are still fucked up. Mm. And then all the other program options like cost money or whatever, and the things don't seem to be working. So now we are now using... The original program that I said we couldn't use. <laughs> At least my mic isn't jumping around anymore, but you're coming through all funny. You sound like a robot in parts, and then like you get really, you really slow down, and then all of a sudden you like speed up. Yeah, so. so we'll just have you do all the talking. I just wanted people to know because like as it was going on, <laughs> I never document it. You know, when when you're having one of those days where like holy fuck, like everything is a problem today. <laughs> like fucking every like around every corner, there's just a, oh, but this doesn't work anymore, and this needs to be updated. Oh, and your computer's fucked. Oh, and then when you get it all working, all of a sudden, like, some relative you haven't seen in years, like, knocks on the door and like, Hey, mate, you want to fucking hang out? Like, really? You chose a great time, (laughs) asshole. Like, it's just one of those fucking days where, like, everything just... (laughs) So I just wanted to write it down. I just wanted everybody to know that it's one of those things that just drives me fucking nuts. Anyways, Marco, how are you? I'm good. I just got back from, uh, bullshit aside, I just got back from watching Dunkirk, which was uh, actually pretty decent, yeah. It's not really 80s. It's kind of 40s. 
sorry, Lou, but uh, <laughs> we're going way back now, Lou. But uh, it was it was all right. Yeah. One of these days, we'll do a super retro episode where we uh, we talk forties. <laughs> Anyways, well, that's good though. I mean, I like uh, Christopher Nolan, so I'm sure uh, I will enjoy the film. He actually did a pretty good job with the movie. It was very good. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to say too much. But uh, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. Is there some weird like time warp at the end? No, well, now that you mention it, all right, maybe I will spoil it. Um. <laughs> There's no way. I was, uh, I was hoping there'd be like some sci-fi twist at the end, <laughs> some crazy thing. Well, I'm, I'm, I've studied it a lot. You know, the the events uh, that happened around Dunkirk and the evacuation of the mostly British troops from the shores of France. But I don't know. I just thought like it, it, it really just focuses on the actual evacuation itself and what happens at sea. I just thought it could have evolved more about the actual army that uh, holds off the German forces because they were apparently very valiant and very brave and they fought really hard just to give them some extra time to evacuate and they and, and it was a, it was a success in the end so they really didn't focus on that at all which I thought would have been cool right you know? right right I like war movies with uh, a lot of war, you know, actual war in it. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, Drama and uh, inter- interpersonal relationships and all that shit, you know. Mm. But that's me. Yeah, no, I understand. But I, I think, uh, I mean, Christopher Nolan definitely always has this this awesome sense of scope mm. with his movies. Like, they just feel so big, you know, like just the, the shots and... He uh, does have a weird thing, which is true. That is very true, this movie. But then one other little gripe I had, I suppose, was it kind of just jumps back and forward a little bit. But, like, really quickly, like, it'll be like 30 seconds in the future, then 30 seconds back. And then a minute in the future. And I'm like, oh, why are you even doing this? Like, it doesn't even... It just doesn't make sense. I don't even know why. Why aren't you just following a timeline? Like I know Pulp Fiction, all these movies kind of made it very uh, popular and and uh, did did it really well. But that was kind of like big segments that were forward and back, and it was a completely different movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, the thing I liked was those sort of very brief flashbacks that Nolan did in things like uh, Memento and like Batman Begins and mm-hmm. stuff. Where yep. it's like it literally is like a flash almost, where you just get like a brief image, you know, like in Batman, where it'll always like flash his dad with the stethoscope or whatever. Yeah, and uh, I always thought that was a cool effect, you know, where it's just like it's a very quick flash. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like filmmakers now, they make things like overcomplicated, and sometimes yeah. you just really want just like a fucking straightforward narrative that's just <laughs> a to b, and it sounds like. I don't know, I feel like an old man, like, when I want, I just say, like, why don't you just tell a fucking straightforward story? Like, how hard is that? And, like, maybe just have, like, one bad guy who actually just has a good reason for doing it, and there doesn't need to be, like, 50 plot twists at the end. Kind of overcomplicating it for no reason at yes. all. I mean, it follows three timelines as it is, and then it's also jumping back and forward in between the timelines, too, and I'm sort of like, hang on, wasn't that guy dead? And then, oh, no, he's talking now. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there's usually even a hint of it jumping backwards. It just does. So yeah. it's like, well... Okay, obviously it's jumped back, but then why? Why would you? Why wouldn't you just? Anyway, whatever. Yeah. No, um, no, I got you. Um, well, listen. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we listen to some music? How about that? All right. So, first track this week I wanted to play was uh, a track from Svero's awesome new album called "All Things Converge." It's available at uh, one of the premier synthwave labels out there, Rosso Corsa Records. Um, now the track I wanted to play off that, Andy, probably my favourite one, is Work for Love. The uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, but uh, 
Acidule Remix, I think it is. Acidulay Remix. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Fuck's yeah. sake. <laughs> it's got a little tick on the fucking... It's supposed to be French or something. Is that French when they put a tick over the E? That to, that to me, uh, Work for Love, that to me looks like Acidulay. Acidulay. Okay, good, good. Okay, and the track that I want to play off it is Work for Love, the Acidulay Remix. I think that's how it's pronounced. All right. Well, that is... <laughs> This is uh, Sfero with the Work For Love, the Acidulae Remix.
And that was Pharaoh. The track Work for Love, the Acidule remix. That's Marco's first pick of the week. That's it. <laughs> so how you been? We haven't uh, we haven't actually talked in a while. No, it's been a while. It actually has been a while. Uh, I don't know. How are you enjoying the Doctor Who or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had some arguments with some people about that. <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about this or not. But uh, well, here's my problem. I, I, it's just funny. Like sometimes people come primed for a fight, and the thing was, <laughs> okay, and this is what happened with the Doctor Who. And so if if any, no one cares. That's the best part about this, and that is the actual truth. Yeah. You know, I'm a Doctor Who fan. About three weeks ago, um, they announced that the new Doctor was going to be a woman, which is completely possible with the storyline of the show. Every time the Doctor dies, he regenerates, uh, his body changes, and in the classic series, he's always been a man. He's always been a man up to this point, but in the past, like, three or four years, they've started to insert the idea that the Doctor, that Time Lords have the ability to change sexes. So it's canon now. It's like, that's, it can happen. So what I noticed was that when they made the announcement, I saw a lot of people complaining about all these horrible misogynists out there who can't handle it. You know, angry nerds who can't handle the fact that the new Doctor is a woman. And what I noticed was that it was mostly people tweeting things like that. Like like saying, you, you misogynists can't handle a female Doctor, we don't need you. And all angry nerds, I can't wait to hear all yeah. the angry nerds like complain about this. Outrage over the outrage, Exactly. Right? The outrage over the apparent outrage. Apparent outrage is the key, because I have bookmarked, like, the top, you know, 20 articles that were released near the time of the, um, the announcement. Mm-hmm. And they all do the same thing. They all say, and of course, there was the inevitable outrage from the fans who can't handle it. No, BBC has to issue a press release to tell the fans, you know, to calm down and all this. <laughs> And they're just, they don't show any examples of outrage. And I'm not saying that there isn't people out there who are not going to like the decision. But then every time a new Doctor is cast, like any science fiction franchise, comic book franchise, whenever there's a person cast in a role, you're going to get nerds who like it and you're going to get nerds who don't. Mm. It happens all the time, even in Doctor Who. Mm. So even though it's always a dude, every time they cast a new dude, you've got people saying, how come they didn't cast so-and-so? Oh, I don't like this guy. He's funny looking. Or this guy's too old. Or this guy's too young. Like, they always find a reason to complain superficially about who's cast as the doctor. Mm-hmm. So this is no different. It's like now it's just, it's a woman. So there's people who are saying like, hey, you know, it's, it's always been a man role or whatever. So mm. all I noticed was that it's mostly people complaining about these theoretical people complaining. And I didn't see <laughs> any like significant complainers. That doesn't mean that people weren't complaining. It's just that mm. they were not the prominent voices here. So for once, society is progressed to a point where they did do the gender swap of a major character and no one actually cares most people actually were excited saying oh this will be a new direction for the show blah 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 and a lot of people didn't care and that was it so that's all i pointed out i just said hey i'm seeing a lot of people complaining about complainers Mm. and i'm not seeing a lot of complaining and i got into arguments with people dude about me like (laughs) like literally people who were primed for a fight which means it wasn't a response to the actual reaction, it was a preemptive response based on what they thought the reaction would be. And that is my entire point. It was like everyone, the second a female doctor was announced, people were on the defensive 
like they needed to defend the decision. And the fact of the matter is, nobody fucking cared. Yeah. And that was the bigger story. It was like nobody gave a shit. Yeah. So there's a lot of like uh, social justice type people out there who were primed for a fight. And if you said anything other than the sentence, this is the best thing that's ever happened in the world, they were ready to argue with you. And I never even voiced my opinion. And you know what? When I did mm. say that I didn't care... Like when I when someone like I had this fucking yeah. giant re, I had a giant <laughs> like thing with this woman who's yeah. like talking about like misogyny and how she's a mother oh, and God. and all this stuff and that's why it matters and I'm like dude and at the very end of it some other asshole joins and is like so what does that mean to you because I kept on saying look all I'm saying is it looks like people don't care it looks like yeah the vast majority opinion is that people are fine with this like that is the truth people are fine with it so what are you guys complaining about it's like people are fine with this on the on the whole doesn't mean that there isn't people who aren't complaining but it means that people are fine on the whole so this other dude joins a conversation he's like so what does that mean to you that more people are fine with it I'm like well that's progress oh you got a funny way of showing it I'm like Okay, I'm like I just <laughs> I just pointed this out like so that dude comes to this primed for a fight thinking that I'm against it. Yeah. And when I tell him I'm not against it, he continues to be a fucking dickhead anyways. And I'm like Jesus. we're on the same side. And so I said all I was pointing out was that there's more people that <laughs> seem to be fine with this. And then he's like, "Oh, well, thanks for your fucking rational outlook." And I'm like why are you challenging me? <laughs> you we're on the same side. Like what is going on? I literally got made uh, fun of for being rational. I can fucking copy and paste you this dude's fucking comment. It literally was making yeah. fun of me for being rational. Do you have any idea how infuriating that is? Like being made fun of for being rational? Like someone would actually sarcastically <laughs> go, "Oh, <laughs> well, so thanks for being rational, buddy." Oh, fuck you. Sorry I was <laughs> rational, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, what the well, fuck? My head almost exploded. Like, who makes fun of someone for being rational? Ah! Anyways, so. <laughs> well, it's true. I think people, uh, I think I think there's such a shortage of bad guys, you know, in, in, in commas, so to speak, that I think you see a lot of that people witch hunting and, and just looking for something when it's not there. I mean, I personally, look, I don't know. I don't watch the show. I've never been into it, so I honestly couldn't care less. Whatever, you know, whatever. It didn't strike a chord with me. But uh, all I saw was probably about five posts about people complaining about supposed people complaining. But I didn't see one person put up a post actually complaining that it was a female. You know, they switched it to a female character. No, and that's, so the whole that's time, it. too, when I was pointing that mm. out, and you're right, and that's the whole reason why I pointed it out. And the best part is, the dude who's fucking making fun of me saying, like, oh, thanks for your fucking rational observation. I'm like... That's not even my post. I was commenting on someone else who was making the same observation. Yeah. There was another person going like, hey, I'm seeing a lot of people complaining about these complainers, but I'm not really seeing complainers. And I, I joined the conversation and said, you're right. I've actually researched it. And you're true. It's true what you're saying. So then this dude's being all like a prick to me. And I'm like, well, thanks I didn't for being even, rational. I'm like, I didn't even start this thread. <laughs> like, fucking, why don't you direct your fucking idiocy to the dude who actually made the observation first? <laughs> Fuck, man. People. <laughs> it was just so annoying because it's like people are primed like these fucking these type of people. Mm. They're, they're primed for a fight. And when that fight wasn't there, they like made it up. Yeah. And my opinion was that like. 
I don't care. Like, to be honest with you, the writing in Doctor Who has been bad for like five years. So at this point, it doesn't make a difference to me. Like, if I was a kid, to be honest with you, yeah, I might have had a problem with it. Like, as a child, growing up and going like, oh, it's a woman now. Like, but it, it still is my favorite show. And so I'm going to watch it regardless. But honestly, the show to me can only be better next season. So like, but but if they think that, you know, everyone's going like, oh, it's so great that it's a woman. I'm like, okay, well, if that's somehow going to magically change the writing and the fucking direction of the show, but she's not writing the show, she's just in it. So there's a lot they got to change to make the show better. And casting a female in the role is like, it's superfluous to the fact that the writing needs to be fixed and and the theme song has been shit for fucking like a decade now. (laughs) I mean, the last good version of the Doctor Who theme song was in the 80s. That's true. That's legendary. That one is fucking it's it's fucking awesome. And since then, they've never done a good one. And it pisses me off because I know they mean there's a bunch of people in the synthwave scene who I know in like half an hour could probably bang out a wig version of the Doctor Who theme song the baseline fucking it writes itself like it's just it's just an amazing baseline and yeah. ever since Doctor Who came back they've like the dude who does the music for the show just doesn't get it like he just doesn't get what makes that song cool and uh, it's it's uh, it's frustrating because it, it can be wicked and it just isn't and it's they keep doing like these like jaunty like orchestral versions of it and it's it's just it's synth it's got to be fucking synth it was always synth even in the fucking 60s i mean like it was like just the way that they did it you know note by note with fucking reel to reel and all this shit to like make it work like it's intense stuff i mean the the lady delia derbyshire who um who did it I, I, um, she didn't compose it it was composed by another dude but there's a, a a lady who basically assembled the song and she's like one of like these pioneers in electronic music and uh, they should respect that. Yeah, well, I, I love the... Uh, <clears throat> well, I think we all did. What was it? The Time Lords or the KLF? The Doctor oh, yeah, yeah. and the TARDIS? <laughs> <laughs> How good was that, man? The Time Lord. I don't know. Anyway, that, yeah, that that's was what incredible. It was, yeah. I was yeah, yeah. obsessed with that. The 80s were great for Doctor Who. Yeah, they were. Anyway, but anyway, listen. Let's listen to a song because I, I yelled for... Okay. Long, <laughs> yeah, I was good. I knew I'd get you animated. Uh, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Uh, uh, Alpha Risk has got a new track out. Uh, this one is really outstanding. Uh, his best work perhaps to date which is a bold statement but definitely one of his best songs ever and uh, that's called Next Mission sweet is it actually pronounced Alpha Risk yes I've never known how to say it it's Alpha Risk yeah Alpha Risk okay yeah I've always looked at it and go like is it like Alpha Risk or whatever okay so Alpha Risk alright and this is Alpha Risk well my voice cracked there this is Alpha Risk with the track Next Mission
And that was Next Mission by Alpha Risk. Marco Merrick's second pick of the week. Uh, we had a big, like, 10-minute uh, break from music there while I was yelling. So you you talk. It's your time. You were sick last right. week. Well, I've been I've, I've been getting into retro games, and, and, and I did go through a phase where I was playing a lot of... Uh, look, in, in the, probably the last 10 years, I think a lot of us have gone through a phase where we've been playing a lot of retro games. And, and I was obsessed with consoles, Super Nintendo, you know, Mega Drive, Master System Nintendo, all that shit, arcade. But uh, just recently, like probably the last year or so, I've been really getting into... Uh, retro PC games specifically uh, mm. from the 90s era, the early 90s. And um, I don't know, I guess we could talk a little bit about that, Andy. <laughs> it's not 80s. Sorry, Lou. <laughs> Did you see my he post? That I, I talk I about him all the time. I literally just found out about... Um, sorry, I've got a fucking sandwich in my mouth. That's all right. Uh, I literally just found out about DOS emulation for some reason just now. Well, a lot of these games don't even need that. Like, I just Google whatever game. So, okay, let's say, for example, June or June 2. Mm. Would you like to play that? Just just type in Play June Online. And uh, sure enough, there's, you don't even have to download anything. It just You can just play it on like a flash... You know, what do you call it? Like a flash... Uh, thing. Okay. Um, it's like a flash game. And you can save it on the game and then it's amazing. Like I haven't even had to down so I've played like June, June two, I played Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. I played uh, Rex Nebula and the Gender Bender. Jazzy was kind enough to play that with me. That was a funny one actually. Hmm. I finally got to finish that and um and then I've been playing UFO, XCOM UFO uh, yeah, yeah. recently. And uh, it, it's been over the last six months. I've sort of come to it, come back and forward. But I'm right near the end now. I've just got to send the craft. I've got my specially trained elite troops and my new craft. And, and I've got it all ready. And I'm going to send it to Mars to take out the uh, alien threat. So, yeah. When my brother had a Commodore, my dad had a computer upstairs. And I think some of the things overlapped in my head. Like, there were some games mm-hmm. that I that I thought I played on Commodore, but then it turns out, no, I actually played those on fucking DOS. Ah. Because uh, Battle Chess, I kept on thinking Battle Chess was um, a Commodore game, and it was on Commodore, but the version I played was on PC. I loved Battle Chess, because I loved the the animations, like there was a Mm. custom animation for every time uh, a piece, and and my favorite ones were... um, in Battle Chess, if you if you took out a knight with a knight, they do the Monty Python Black Knight fight where he like he cuts off both his <laughs> arms and his legs, and then the thing falls over. And <laughs> the king was awesome. If you if you were a king, and I think you take out a bishop because everyone's like using magic or like fighting with swords, and the king like one of his fatalities is he just like pulls out a handgun from his coat and just shoots the guy. <laughs> and uh, I always loved that. Classic. I've always loved chess games. Hey, hey, did you ever play? Uh, what about Arkanoid? No, not Arkanoid. Ar- Archon, one or two. Uh, what's Archon? You never played Archon. It was on Commodore 64. I'll send you the link, Andy. It was basically a chess game, but what happened was when the two pieces, uh, when you go to take another piece, it actually goes into a separate little uh, screen and, and they fight each other. So you, you've got a chance to actually beat. Okay, hold on. Um, does Archon follow the same rules as chess? Yes. Because I remember... There was a Mortal Kombat game, uh, the one after Deception. Mm-hmm. No, no, sorry, it was Deception. Mortal Kombat Deception. That was the the time when they just started putting the Mortal Kombats. There was Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, and then they did Deception. Yes. And, and Deception was the one that had a ton of mini games, and one of them was Mortal Kombat Chess. And I was excited for it oh, because, and then okay. I think people referenced That's Archon. Right. But the problem I had with that game was it didn't follow the rules of chess. That's what pissed me off. It was like, it looked like a chess board, 
and you well, had this one does, but but you still got a chance. Your pawn can yes. still take out a queen. No, see that's in theory. Yes, it that's, could. That's cool. The my thing was yeah with the with the Mortal Kombat chess was it was not quite chess. It was called chess. But the pieces didn't move quite like chess pieces did, and there was another mm-hmm. element of, like, magical abilities or something. So, like, if you moved a piece to a certain square, then that would give your players an advantage. Like, And what I wanted, I mean, I, I saw what they were trying to do is sort of make it a different game and sort of more interesting, but I was like, no, I literally just wanted this to be chess. Like, just chess. Straight chess, and then, uh-huh. and then you know, yeah, your queen has a higher health bar than a pawn, but if you're really good with your pawn, you should be able to to take them out. Like, that's all I wanted, and they didn't do it, and so that's what pissed me off, because... Okay, well, I'm having a look at it now, and because it's been so long since I played it. Basically, it's all the same pieces, except for there's two separate pieces. So you've got all the pawns at the front, but then on the far left and the far right, you've got two different pieces. So other than that, it looks like it's exactly the same. And then I sent you the link anyway, you can have a look. Jeez, it looks fucking old now. But um, this was great at the time. It was just an extra little spin on a chess game, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I understand. I mean, uh, I love chess, and I'm always looking for a new kind of battle chess game. I saw one on Steam, because when I found this, the old battle chess, I was like, oh, I'll check Steam. It turns out Steam has a lot of the old DOS games, but they're a little too much for what I would want to pay, Mm because there's a bunch of them that I want to try. But I'm like, you know, maybe yeah. two ninety nine or something. But some of them are like fucking ten bucks and like you know fifteen uh, bucks and things like Commander Key you, and stuff. Well, there's free ones on fucking Facebook. Do you um? Are you any good, Andy? At chess? Yeah, I'm okay. But I like to play uh. at one time. What I learned was when I first said that, I said, "Oh, I like chess," and I think it was like years ago I started playing online chess with a few people, mm-hmm. and I can't play that way. Because what do you mean? Well, oh, no excuses. I was going to say, why don't we play? We don't have to tell anybody what happens. It's all good. No, no, no. I'm not afraid to lose. <laughs> what, what the problem was? Sounds I was like I was making mistakes because I wasn't in the moment, right? Because if you make a move yeah. and then the other person makes their move like four hours later, when I look at the chessboard again, oh my, no, my brain resets. No, no, I don't play like that. Fuck that. No, 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 no. You got a limit. You usually got a limit to one minute per move. Fuck that. No, 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 no. You don't. You don't have come back four hours. I. I that's ridiculous. Like, I can't play like that either. I don't think anybody can. Well, it's that's like, the way, I mean, out. that's what was happening. It was sort of like, you know, I'd sit down, open up my iPod, no. and then it would be like, like the way people play Scrabble online, you know, like the next day, yeah. it's like, oh, so-and-so made a move. And the thing was, I would see their move, but it had been a day, so I completely forgot my strategy, so I would just like, <laughs> I would, so I would move another piece, and then realize after they fucking killed it, like... Oh, yeah, like, my whole plan was to fucking go over here, but I completely yeah. forgot because it was the next day. So, <laughs> I need to, like, I like playing chess, but it needs to be... That's bullshit. It needs to be, like, you know, you sit down yeah, and well, you play a game of chess. Like, that's, yeah. Well, when I play, I usually play, when on the random occasion I play, I usually play with somebody random on Facebook. Because Facebook chess is free, and I just play 10-minute time limit for the whole fucking game. So, you got you got 10, no, I'm going to say that, I mean, you got 10 minutes each. So, you got 10 minutes total time for the whole game each. So, maximum 20 minutes minute game every time maximum okay so wait. you've got you got to think quick it's actually almost a little bit too quick but i like it like that it's like wait. it just puts the pressure on and so does that mean your initial moves like you could wait 10 minutes on your first move but then all your following moves you'd have to make within like a second yeah that's right but uh so so basically once the 10 minutes up you you lose <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, 
It's after your first move. Once your first move is done in place, then mm. the timer starts for each player. So okay. No, well you can you can set it to whatever you want on that game. You can set it to twenty minutes. I had it twenty minutes initially, and I'm like, ah, oh, it takes too long. I don't want to sit here for fucking you know forty minutes. I'd rather just have quick games. So and it makes you think faster. And and anyway, that's yeah. We'll go to play sometime, Andy. Yeah, no, I'll play with you. That's fine. As long yeah, if we, if we just do like a, a straightforward game, I like chess. Yeah, we I, can do we can do twenty minutes. We'll start with twenty minutes and see how you go. And that way. That way you sit down and we'll finish your game in one sitting. None of this fucking coming back the next day. And like you said, you can't remember your strategy. Yeah. You can't even remember what your last move was. How do you even fucking remember? Like, yeah, it's no, ridiculous. It, it, yeah, it didn't, uh, it didn't work for me. But uh, anyway, well, listen, man, let's, uh, let's do another song and then we'll say goodbye because we've been talking for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So do you, have, uh, do you have another one to play? I sure do. This has been a funny segment this week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Are you feeling better, by the way? I feel a lot better. I had the flu last week, so sadly I missed out, but I feel much better. Just the last couple of days have actually really come good, so thanks, Andy. It's been a fucking cold winter, man, which is unusual for Australia. Find me a fucking song, Marco! Oh, I've got the song. I just want to... <laughs> fucking where is it? The cat? All right, let me go to SoundCloud. I'll find it off SoundCloud. You got ten minutes, and then you lose. <laughs> 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 oh, the pressure's on. All right. Okay, so the ch- song I got is uh, Voltage has got an awesome new album out. I've been a big fan of this guy for a long time now. It's a five-track EP. It's available at voltageofficial.bandcamp.com. And uh, I want to play the opening track to it, Andy, called Welcome to the Voltage. Welcome to the Voltage. All right, so we're going to listen to that now. Uh, Marco, it's been fun <laughs> to talk to you this week. Yes, it's been great. It's uh, It's been long overdue. It's nice to hear your voice again. I'm glad you're well, and uh, we will have more Keeping It 80s next week right. on the show. But now we're going to listen to Voltage, Marco's third and final pick of the week. <laughs> this is Voltage with the track Welcome. To the voltage. <laughs> All right, thanks, Andy. Thanks, everyone. See ya. <laughs>
And that was Voltage with the track Welcome to the Voltage. And of course, that was Keeping It 80s with Marco Merrick. Now let's go to the Patreon. Alright, as you guys know, Beyond Synth has a Patreon, and that's a way for you guys to donate to the show and help make this show even bigger and better. Uh, It means a lot to me, all you people uh, helping out, and we got all these goals to reach and stuff, and it's all very exciting. Uh, So let's do the big list today, but we'll get through it real fast. I want to thank Power85, Brendan Kellum, Roland Thiel, Ravonia, Bending Unit 22, Lunar Baboon, Knox Bello, Terrence Thompson, Nathan Winter, Russ Nyes, Data Sucks, Siege, Kinez, Argen1981, Russell Hugo, Kyle, Junk Mail Jeff, Python Blue, Airman, Adrian King, Greeley, Mikey X, Square Wave Clothing, Joshua Holland, Daniel Dexius, Lavinia Obscura, Zico, which is actually on behalf of Sam. Then there is Tristezia Infinita. Is that new? Tristezia Infinita. Hey, I think that's new. Hey, thanks, man, lady, man. Tristezia. Let me know how to say your name. Sounds cool. Tristezia, Tristezia Infinita. And uh, thank you very much for your support of Beyond Synth. And then there's Replicant81, Katner, Zycorax, I90RR, Mitch Wiseman, Jeff Block, Barry007, Tomasz Shabubinichek, Common Synths. And my lovely $5 Pattersons, there's Kai, Joe and Lando, Roman, Bobby B, John Eternal, Dougie Fresh, Lame Robot, Mono Memory, Florence Bullock, Matthew Lister, Simon Norberg, Velingo, Nougat Ninja, The Rosconian, Night Raptor, Stu M, Ross Pentland, Dana Jean Phoenix, Tristan Waits, Rawpod, Grant Bouvier, Barons of Santa Carla, Seattle Synth, Starlight Fisher, Olivia Mutant John, Timothy Pierce, Corey Valentine, Orlando Rodriguez, Nifa, Marco Cranendonk, Martin Larby, Till Wild. Are some of these new? Till Wild, is that new? You should go listen to their music. Till Wild uh, makes really good music. And uh, thank you very much for your support. Till Wild. Till Wild. All right. (laughs) And then there's Ethan Hennings. And now we go to the donation of the beast. This is the donation of the beast. This is for all my lovely donors who donate $6.66 a month. There's Hellroy. And Hellroy, I should point out that you have donated for so many months that this month you have officially donated in total $66.60. So this is the month of Hellroy because Hellroy has not only done the donation of the beast, but he has also done the, the Ultimo Beast 
I don't know what this means. 666 and 6660, whatever, 666, all right. And then there's Lucas, Ceballos, Blake, Peterson, Karm, Unholy Rat King, and Straylight. And then there's Max Hutchings, Keep an Evil at Bay. And now my lovely $10 Pattersons. There's Trevor Resnick, Colin Bennett, Fraser Davidson, Victor Garza, Ezra Van Dam, Winfield, Will Lowe, Polly Digital, Joshua Evison, fucking Slunks, Greg Smith, Ashley Keegan, Tim Walmsley, Mike Shima, Shaboogan, Facehugger, and Playmaker Media. Remember to go check out Playmaker Media on Bandcamp. Uh, Playmaker, their label, and they got lots of stuff for you. And my lovely donation of the 1111, it's Chris Salia Lane. And then there's Jacob Wick with the 2288. Jacob Wick is a cool guy. As always, my lovely $25 Patterson's Chris Dance. And we got a new one, Gregorio Franco. Gregorio Franco. Thank you very much, Gregorio, for being an awesome uh, Patreon donor, man. You're a cool guy. Gregorio's a cool guy. Gregorio's a cool guy. Gregorio Franco. Gregorio. And of course, don't forget to check out Retro Revolution, all right? He's been uh, sponsoring the show this summer. So go check out Retro Revolutions on YouTube and Retro Faith Games on Twitter. All right, guys, that was the Patreon. Let's listen to another track. And uh, and then we'll go to my conversation with Betamax. This is Kid Neon. I think this is an exclusive, or is this a a debut? I'm terrible at this. <laughs> anyway, this is a track called Electric Sky uh, from the upcoming Darker Days LP.
And that was Electric Sky by Kid Neon from Time Slave Recordings. And that is, I believe, a debut. This is the thing. I'm so disorganized and running the show is so time-consuming that I very rarely do these debuts. And honestly, it's because I forget. Like someone will say, hey, you want to debut a track on your show? And I'll say, sure. And then uh, then I go to record the show, and then I completely forget that I was supposed to debut something. And so that's why I'm, I'm very bad at it. But that is a, a track from an upcoming album from uh, Kid Neon on Time Slave Recordings. And you should go to Time Slave Recordings, Bandcamp, and check out all the music they have to offer there, because there's some good stuff. And now, let us go to my conversation with a Betamax. And just a reminder, there are minor spoilers for Twin Peaks episode 7 and earlier. Minor spoilers. It's I, I personally don't think it's a big deal, but, you know, sometimes you just say the word Twin Peaks and someone will, you know, accuse you of spoiling something. Anyways, here now is my three-year catch-up with Betamax. All right, man. Well, I am I am here with Betamax. It's been a long time since I've talked to you. Yes, sir. How you been? <laughs> I've been okay. <laughs> Good to hear from you again. It's been a long fucking time. <laughs> least a least a year. Oh, it's more than that. The last time you were on the show was season two, I think, and it was the episode with um, Magic Sword and Arcade High. Yeah, I do. I remember that one. That was that was a lot of fun. And that was. A long time ago. Yeah. Like, because uh, I'm, I'm in season five. Oh, yeah. That that was way more than a year. That was like three years ago. Maybe even, <clears throat> maybe longer. Yeah, because you, uh, you retired for a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was a stranger there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you were enjoying your retirement? Yeah, no, I, I'm back in the game. I'm back. I'm back at it. So, been working on this album. Uh, it's sounding really good. I like it a lot so far. Well, that's awesome, man. I mean, I'm going to play some tracks, but I should let the listeners know that I'm recording. We're recording this probably several weeks, maybe even months before it actually goes up. And so you've sent me a bunch of tracks from the album, but I don't know if these are going to be the finished titles. Most likely. More than likely, yeah. That they will be the titles or they won't they, be? They will be the titles of the songs. I'm pretty, pretty sure of that. One of them is called New Disco Track. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, never mind. Yeah, I didn't name that. I didn't, I didn't name that one. Uh, you, you, you caught me. You caught me on that. Yeah, that's that, that'll be changed. <laughs> so what I'll probably do then? Maybe I just won't even name them. We'll just we'll just listen to random tracks, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm thinking I sent you the ones on SoundCloud, but I Dropbox. Okay. Yeah. Those are probably all different then. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. Totally screwed that up. Um, that's, that's okay. I don't care. Yeah. Coming up with the names half the battle. You know. Well, I like new disco track. Yeah, I think I'm just going to roll with that. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, play new disco track. Yeah, man, it's sick. Well, it sounds sick. I like it. So, dude, so you left. I mean, well, you stopped doing Betamax for a while. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the deal? Like, what what uh, made you want to go do it again? Did you get into a better headspace or what was happening? Yeah, I just realized that it, it was something I enjoyed doing a lot. And I just I was like, why did I, why did I stop? doing what i love sure yeah i just kind of picked it up from where i left off and um i think the last record i did was 2015 so it'll be over two years since i like put anything official out 
and um, I don't know, I just love it. I fit into the genre. I like the music a lot. I don't really know why I got back into it. I just it felt it felt like the right thing to do, you know. Were you doing other music stuff? while that was going on because i remember you were part of a few bands yeah i was doing um like an indie rock band called wicked chief for a while um that kind of dissipated but there is some talks of that band getting back together i did a punk band for a while that was interesting Um, (laughs) (laughs) like a hardcore punk band i we never played a show i just always wanted to record a punk album and i did and the band was called young fuck no we can't we can't use words like that on this show inappropriate Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, a lot's changed in three years. We don't say fuck anymore over here. We say fudge or, uh, no, that's it. We just, we just swapped to, f- to fudge. Oh, okay. I won't use any profane words then. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in a band called Young Fudge, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for a little while. And, uh, I just like, I just wanted to put a punk album together and it's something I always kind of wanted to do. But yeah, after that, I kind of just crept back into this project and uh as you may know i did that live show a couple months ago that was amazing that was a really good time so how was that whole uh thing i mean i think i talked to protector 101 about it Uh, yeah i got to meet him that was cool he's a really good jake jake's awesome yeah cool dude yeah, so was that the first time performing in like... I mean, you you did Betamax shows, didn't you? No, no. Oh, it was my first first ever live performance. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Just got to meet a lot of synth heads, you know? Interesting interesting mix of people. It was a lot of, uh, a lot of dark wave stuff, mm-hmm. which I think that was kind of what the show was centered around because they had um, Dance with the Dead was a headliner and... Um, some other guys were it's just more more of like a like a dark wave show arcade high did play he's more he's like more of like happier kind of stuff um but yeah the the show was mainly centered around i would say like dark wave type type music but it was still it was still kick ass I mean, what was, was the cool. show called again uh human music human music so anyone wants to and it was a two-day event it was a saturday and a sunday yeah jake was talking about the uh they had like chip tunes going like there was like sort of two kind of zones of music yeah i uh he i think he stayed for more of it than i did i i ventured off into new york city for a while and uh had to eat at this restaurant that was amazing <laughs> and yeah. uh, i missed a little bit of the show but um regardless it was it was neat the way it was all put together you know it was really um it was really well done and the, the promoter like we had like laminated badges like <laughs> everybody every, yeah, everybody got paid really well like food and drinks uh it was yeah the guy the guy like put some thought into it. his name is damien and um uh yeah he, he he did a really good job well that's cool well let's uh let's start diving into this uh this album here so i'll tell you what you said sure. the song is called and then uh, you <laughs> okay. can tell me if i'm right or wrong uh this is a track called boulevard yeah um that's gonna close the album out that's a little bit more down tempo um, but that I'm pretty sure is going to be the title. All right, sweet. Well, let's uh, listen to it because it's a fucking uh, a cool song. This is uh, Boulevard by Betamax. <laughs> Cue it up.
And that was Boulevard by Betamax. <laughs> and we're back with Betamax right now, the triumphant return of Betamax. And uh, to clarify, we we can swear. Okay, yeah, I was a little I was a little confused. I was like, <laughs> did, you, did you go soft on me, dude? Did you go soft? I keep forgetting, right? Because when I don't talk to people in a while, and I forget, like I I'm so dry when I when I say things. But uh, anyway, so fuck. There's a word. Fuck. <laughs> it feels, Fucking fuck. It feels great. <laughs> it does feel great to say fuck. What was the restaurant you went to that you that you needed to go to? Oh, um, it's in New York City. It's called Nobu, and it's the probably the best food I've ever eaten in Nobu. my life. Who? Somebody else told me about fucking Nobu. Was it you? Uh, I don't know. I just <laughs> oh, sort of yeah. I, I found out about it like about a year ago, and okay. like it, 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 I was on a mission at that point, and a buddy of mine uh, met up in in the city, and we took the plunge into Nobu, and it's just this amazing Japanese restaurant. I can't even explain just how how good it is. Did you have burgers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had a burrito, uh, some spaghetti. <laughs> couple baked potatoes that sounds great <laughs> no boo <laughs> yeah so yeah if you want to eat good sushi in new york and you have about 100 bucks to spend check it out oh it's like a like rich people place it's really it's real swanky i mean like howard stern eats there and shit did you have to like wear a tie no i just like put on a nice like white button down proper shirt nothing crazy so Gearing up for the show, then. I mean, did you do it solo, or did you bring along a dude? Uh, yeah, I, I, I hired him. Um, didn't hire. He's my friend, uh, Anthony. Uh, call him Ace. He's my DJ, and he is a very like professional, experienced DJ. And we practice a few times. He actually lives in Buffalo, so we practice a few times when we could. It was a lot of like kind of winging it in a way, just because we live so far away from each other that we couldn't like practice a lot. But I think it went as as well as it really could have for a first show, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the process then of, like, trying to set up the live show? I mean, how much time do you think it took you to get comfortable with that whole process? Oh, I wouldn't say I'm even comfortable with it yet. So <laughs> I'm working towards that. Um, it, um, you know, basically what I had to do was because I use it, like, the, the analog sense and stuff, and I had to go and, like, relearn my songs, basically. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I went into my original mixes and I just like omitted one synth part. Sure. And I learned that synth part and played them over him DJing the stuff, basically. Right. So, there, you know, it's interactive. You know, I'm actually doing something out there. I'm not like just dicking around with a laptop. Like, who knows? Like, I'm, I could be playing like fucking Tetris. Yeah. Up there, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, I'm actually like playing my synths up there. And I mean, I think I think it was orchestrated pretty well. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, I guess uh, you had that advantage, too, because, um, you know, I mean, a lot of people who make the synth music, a lot of times they're just literally doing, like, the MIDI stuff with the actual, like, computer keyboard and in Fruity Loops and stuff, like, just plugging notes in. Mm -hmm. And so I I know you've always actually, like, you know, played your synths in, uh, well, live, so to speak, you know, when you record. So I guess... Right, Did you have any, like, muscle memory, like, sort of remembering how you played certain songs or did you literally like have to listen and literally had to listen to everything all over again because i mean i was playing i was playing stuff that i wrote uh on lost formats like in 2012 so yeah i mean i wouldn't exactly call that fresh in my memory or anything so (laughs) (laughs) but uh it was cool it's cool to cool to learn everything it's it's a totally different level of satisfaction to play live you know, it's really nice to sit down in your studio and craft an album, but mm-hmm. getting out there and seeing people and meeting people and just doing it. I mean, like I've played shows my like most of my life, 
but I've never did it with this project and I don't know I think I don't know I just think the world was ready for it I'm, and I'm re- I want to play more <laughs> shows if there's any anybody out there that's interested in booking me um uh, yeah contact me about it but you uh you require a laminated badge yeah my rider is pretty intense dude I need like a keg of uh non-alcoholic beer um <laughs> That sounds to me like a useless keg. Yeah, no, I'm just fucking around. Oh, but yeah, must have gold, GoldenEye hooked up to a tube TV in the back room. Have you ever um, drank non-alcoholic beer? I don't think I have, honestly. I don't think I have either. Like, my dad will sometimes have some, and I'm always just like, what the fuck is the point of this? Like, I mean, I'd, I've drank enough beer in my life now that I do, like, enjoy the taste of it, but it definitely was, like, an acquired taste. Like, when I first started drinking right. beer, I was like, why do people drink this? Of course. But now I actually do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But but part of drinking is to get a buzz on. Like, I feel like that's an important factor. It's It's essential. I mean, that's kind of the point you know <laughs> i know it's just weird to it's be- kind of sad actually it's like uh, it's like yeah i'm gonna have a beer but it has to be non-alcoholic beer is that even the voice of a cliched guy who'd be drinking non-alcoholic yeah. beer <laughs> yeah it's some guy that was like probably a raging alcoholic and he can't drink beer anymore but he drinks non-alcoholic beer to bring back the memories so to speak i wonder if that would even work i feel like a guy who used to be an alcoholic drinking non-alcoholic beer would just drink like 500 of them to get a buzz because he still had <laughs> still have like 0. 0.3 or something <laughs> Dude, percent in there you would have to drink like three cases of it to like, you would, <laughs> you would drown you'd like literally drown before you got a bus yeah well <laughs> you gotta get into the, in the mind of the addict right they need their stuff let's listen to another track that's a good segue yeah <laughs> to, uh, cue it up uh, this was a cool one this one's called digital dash is it called digital dash yes that's for sure Okay, well, this one's cool. Uh, This is Digital Dash by Betamax.
And that was Digital Dash by Betamax. And I'm here with Betamax right now, having a good catch-up after three years or something. Yeah. It has been a long time. And you know what's funny? About, I don't know, several weeks ago, maybe a month, I don't know, I don't remember, uh, someone was asking a question of what was one of the funniest moments in Beyond Synth that didn't make the cut. Uh-huh. And... Off the top of my head, it was that episode with Magic Sword, you and Arcade High, because we had this big long section where we were talking about going to the urinals and taking taking a piss, and it, had, it was this huge thing that had to do with urinals and pissing. <laughs> and I just remember, I, I do not remember that. I think we use the word piss a lot because for the most part, when I cut stuff out, it's like sentences here and there. It's very rare that I cut out like. A section. I mean, it's probably been years. Because uh-huh. the more I've done the show, the better I've got at like not totally going nuts and steering the conversation into like that place. Or but, uh, that's not true. <laughs> but the bottom line is, three years. What have you done in the last three years that you've uh, that was good? You do something good? Uh, I'd like to think so. Yeah, and I, I've, like I said, I've been working uh, with music, just with bands and stuff mostly, I guess. And then, like I said, I got geared back up to do Betamax again. Yeah, so I mean, this new album is essentially probably you know a collection of the last two years of uh, material for me, which is it's sort of all over the place, but in a good way, you know. When you said you weren't doing Betamax anymore, I mean, like, what was? going on in your brain because i still feel like you were probably still like dicking around on the keyboards and stuff well i mean i got into some other shit too like i got into photography a lot i got into like uh what we call urban exploring which is basically looking at abandoned buildings and going into them and you know doing photography and just trespassing and doing illegal shit where were you finding uh the coordinates to go to like find these abandoned places just like word of mouth and research mainly like a lot of it's like on instagram and you can um, dig into like you know follow people's accounts and like kind of dig into different places like oh that looks cool that's somewhat close to me let's do a road trip for the weekend and go check this out and the guy that dj'd my live set for the show uh, has a youtube channel and uh so we kind of like connected in that way we didn't connect with music we connected because we like exploring abandoned things mm-hmm. he's just like oh by the way i happen to dj let's do this like live set which is just kind of crazy you know just a small world that like that was able to happen out of something completely different did you uh, see any ghosts nah dude i'm no ghosts i wish <laughs> I'd pay to see that shit. It'd be pretty spectacular. I've been... Lately, my wife has had on the television this fucking network that just shows all, like, ghost hunter shows and paranormal shit. Uh-huh. And it's so fucking stupid. Like, I, I just can't wrap yeah. my head around... Like, what, my favorite part about those shows... I don't know if you ever watched them, but, like... Yeah, my mom watches them. I, I think I've seen an episode or two. Like, they make a crazy assumption about something. And then they just start asking all those questions as if the assumption is true. So they'll be like, no one's been able to film the river monster. But if it is real, what does it want with us? Why is it here? How old is it? How many lives? And they just start going off and it's like... But yeah, it's just like this perpetual line of bullshit. Know, it's amazing. And we just watched one the other day. I couldn't stop laughing. Like, I typically hate those shows. And I'm usually off in the other side of the room fucking doing whatever, editing or building things. And uh, mm-hmm. there was this... This fucking cavern, where was it? I don't remember the place, but after every commercial break, they just came up with a completely different theory as to what was going on. <laughs> so it's like, at first it was, what is a skinwalker? It's an uh, an ancient uh, native shaman 
who has absorbed dark energy through doing the black arts. And then this, so they think this thing's haunted <laughs> by native shamans. Then it was a burial ground. And then some guy's like, you know, there's quartz in the hills. And uh, where do we do, what do we do with quartz? There's quartz in our phones. The hill is literally recording time and playing it back. So then this one guy thinks that quartz in the mountain was creating these this time loop paradox. That was like causing these people to walk in circles and they never got out of there, even though then it's like, who did you interview to find that information out? So like these, so there's quartz in the mountain, it was shamans, and then at one point someone talks about it, there was a dimensional rip in the fabric of space-time, and there's like a portal in this place, and it was amazing. It was like every commercial break, they just came up with a new stupid reason as to <laughs> what, what was wrong with this place. It was amazing. Oh, I just love that every single one is always a, an Indian burial ground. Yeah, it has to start, yeah, that's like the roots of anything <laughs> that's like fucked up. It's an Indian burial ground. I love it. It's tainted land. It's amazing how... They're all Indian burial grounds, though. Like, someone could put together the most amazing supercut of, like, those most haunted shows because there's always... You're always waiting for it, too, and it happens sometimes. Maybe they don't say it right away, but later on, like, they'll get together right around the table to, like talk about their research and somebody like yeah turns out it's on a native burial ground like oh is it you fucking idiot like just <laughs> of course it is it's like oh it's i awesome. didn't tell you i didn't tell you this but i am actually an indian burial ground <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a walking incarnation of an indian burial ground and you're actually this this conversation you're becoming possessed by me so you Shit. know just so you know well it ought to be a good episode then man <laughs> Yeah. The, the, emb- the embodiment of an Indian burial ground. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you what, those fucking Indian ghosts, they sure do love turning people's lights on and off. Yeah, actually, the first time, you know, I've never seen anything haunted or anything, per se, but uh, my TV did turn on by itself the other day, and I swear to God, I didn't touch the, I didn't touch the remote. Did you hear, like, the soft drumming of, like, a native drum just in the background and, like, some chanting? Nah, I think it just might have been a glitch in the electronics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think it might have been something cool, but I really don't think it was. <laughs> yeah, glitches are cool. Well, how about this, man? Let's uh, listen to another track. That's a great segue to tracks. This one's called Heartstrings, is that correct? Yeah, this is uh, has Rat Rios in it. I knew that's who it was, because it doesn't say on your thing. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to recognize the voice. She did a uh, phenomenal job. Like I really like working with her a lot. Yeah, she's got a good voice. Yeah, she does. Well, let's... Uh, Let's listen to that now, man. This is Heartstrings by Betamax, featuring Rap Rios.
And that was Heartstrings by Betamax, featuring Rat Rios. She should change her name. <laughs> just like, <laughs> this is Rat in it. It just always sounds weird to say. Yeah, I think she should be just Samantha Rios. But I mean, if, if that's her thing, that's her thing, you know? Yeah, maybe it uh, means something. I should have her on the show sometime and she can let me know. Yeah, yeah, you should have her on. I'd like to hear that. I actually got to, I got to meet her um, last year. Where was that at? Um, I was in Texas uh, visiting my friend in Austin, and I made a trip up. I actually wanted to see this abandoned shopping mall in Dallas, mm. or actually it's in it's in Arlington, and I was pretty close to Dallas. I think it's only like an hour, so I rented a car, and yeah, I met up with her, and um, yeah, she's really cool. Well, that's cool, man. I'm so sensitive now to like all politically correct stuff, because my brain always just wants to say, and she's really good looking, but like, I can't say that, no. because then it's like, you can't... Well, you wouldn't be lying. She's very <laughs> cute. <laughs> she's an attractive lady. Well, maybe we'll, we, we can even it out. You're an attractive man. There. Good. Everything's yes, even. Yes, I am. <laughs> Manly man. <laughs> well, you are a manly man. You wear like plaid shirts. I've seen it. Yeah. Can't grow much of a beard though. I've tried. Yeah? Yeah. Was that what you were doing like on that three years? Like did you try and do like a beard quest? Yeah. I was like counting every follicle. That's what I spent my last three years is trying to, you know, count my beard follicles. Well, I'll tell you what. When I uh, tried growing a mustache and I did for like a few like uh, – pictures and stuff around christmas i usually cheated towards the end because it was a little it wasn't great it was okay but then i would use my wife's uh, mascara to uh, to thicken it for the photographs <laughs> nice that is not a lie good touch now it doesn't work because my hair is like gray now so i well, my facial hair is still dark so whatever what, what am i talking about <laughs> so you get the touch of gray going on <laughs> Uh, it's more than the touch, but it's not in it's not in my facial hair at all. I think there's like maybe like one or two gray whiskers, but it's uh, it hasn't uh, what's the word I'm looking for infested? No, yeah, it hasn't it. moved. It hasn't moved south yet. Yeah, migrated. There we go. Yeah, migrated. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of Goldeneye, man, because we were, I found uh, this this awesome mod that I've been playing. I guess since I talked to you, I would have discovered it. There was these nerds that took... You remember the game Perfect Dark? Yeah. That was, a, that was like kind of like the sequel. Yeah. So they took the Perfect Dark engine, the game engine, but then applied all the GoldenEye assets to it. So like the maps and stuff. So it's this thing called GoldenEye X. You can play with an emulator. Uh-huh. So I actually bought a computer just to play this because I'm an asshole. <laughs> it's a big commitment. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't buy a, an amazing computer. I bought a cheap one, but it's still good enough. So you can run this mod of GoldenEye in HD at a smoother frame rate. And basically, it's like you have all the options of Perfect Dark. So you've got, uh, like, you, you know, you can uh, choose your weapon loadouts and customizations. you got bots. You know, all the shit that you could do in Perfect Dark except with GoldenEye. And you can play as all the old James Bonds mm -hmm. because they were, like, hidden characters in GoldenEye, but they took them out at the last minute but the code was still there so you can play as like sean connery bond and oh. george lazenby and uh timothy dalton and very nice roger moore just thought i'd let you know it's called golden ix it's a lot of fun is it um pc yeah do you just use the uh keyboard or you have like a controller um i actually i use my playstation 4 controllers oh nice yeah that's one thing i need to like look into i'd love to get a mod um they had this one for steam 
I don't know if you, you're familiar with Steam. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't figure it out, but I downloaded it, and I, it never works on my computer. But it, I, <laughs> I, I, I want, I wanted it, and I got it. It just never worked. So, well, people keep telling me to like for the longest time because I didn't have a Steam account for years, and then people said get Steam because people, some people like had video games. They were sending me like demos to play and stuff, and mm-hmm. so I finally got Steam. But I haven't really done anything useful with it, but. Uh, I did download a mod so I can use a PlayStation 4 controller. Then I downloaded a program that's free, actually, that tricks your computer into thinking it's an Xbox controller. Hmm. And what that does is is allows you to use your PlayStation 4 controller wirelessly. I mean, if you have Bluetooth with your computer. Mm-hmm. So I can actually use my, my PlayStation controller wireless and play GoldenEye in high definition. So it's it's uh, fucking pretty sweet. That's that's nerding out pretty hardcore. Yeah, man. I love GoldenEye. It's funny. Like, wh- when, I, when I have things I like, and I know, you know, obviously when you were last on the show four years ago, because Betamax was season one, mm-hmm. when we talked about GoldenEye, that was the first episode I think I really nerded out about Goldeneye. Now it's gotten to the point where people listen to the show, they get annoyed with me, and they're going to be annoyed that I just said all that stuff, because I probably said that to like 10 different people. Guess what? F- fuck the haters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I get really into things if it's that one specific thing that I like. So like computer stuff, I suck at. I, I get so frustrated. Uh, I'm always on forums all the time trying to solve problems I can't solve because my brain just doesn't want to do it. But when, then when it came to Goldeneye, getting Goldeneye to work properly with my PlayStation controllers, I spent a long fucking time. Like, and I and I would, I would just be like up late just in front of the computer going like, why the fuck doesn't this work? And like <laughs> trying to figure it out and getting so frustrated uh, because it was very important to me to like get it to run properly and use the controllers properly. Well, I mean, Goldeneye is life, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame you. I would be doing the same thing if I wanted to play it. I need to figure out the one on my other computer. I just don't. I don't have a controller, so that like this desire isn't really there. I guess per se, you know. No, I understand. Are you using a different computer now than you used to have? Do you live in the same place you used to live? Yeah. No. I still. I still live in Pittsburgh. I still live um, about like half hour outside of the city. Are you in the same place? Yeah. I bought. Um, I remember. I do remember talking to you last time. I, I had just recently bought my house. And I still live here. Okay. I think it just went on the four-year mark. I mean, I'm only saying that because I remember every time I used to talk to you, there would always be a really loud computer fan hum. Yeah, that's on my old MacBook. I, I just got a new MacBook Pro, so... Ooh, ball, look ball, at had you! To, had to ball out just a little bit, you know? Treated myself. That is quite the treat. I don't know, maybe it's different for uh, when you're in the States, but uh, with the Canadian dollar kind of went low. Uh-huh. And now all Apple products are like just a, basically like $1,000 more. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, so it's like... I'm serious. <laughs> Amazing. Did you Amazing. hear that? Did you hear that? I said, are you serious? And my phone said, I'm serious. That's fucked up. Dude, this place is fucking haunted, man. I'm moving. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was fucking bizarre. Oh, my God. All right, let's listen to a song. <laughs> okay. We'll decompress. Perfect segue. What are you going to call new disco track? <laughs> I don't know, man. Something like uh, Miami-inspired. Not to sound like cliche, but it sounds like some old Miami club shit or something, you know? Well, let's listen to that. <laughs> it probably has a title now, but uh, it's all good. This is Betamax.
And that was Betamax with a song that uh, has a title of some kind. <laughs> And uh, Siri is fucking listening to your conversation. Yeah, she's creeping me out a little bit. That was, uh, (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) Definitely not buying Alexa. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's such a weird concept. <laughs> My one friend, uh, yeah, he he has that OK Google thing. I don't know what that is. What is that? It's like Alexa, I guess, but it's sweet, like, when you're in the kitchen and you're, like, cooking or, you know, washing dishes or something, and you could just say... Okay, Google, just say, like, for example, Betamax, play Betamax. It'll start playing my music. No other questions asked. It just starts playing, you know? It's kind of cool. I mean, stuff like that is cool. I always have, like, a hard time. Like, I'm not a super techno-paranoid dude, but at the same time, I'm not not one. Right. (laughs) So it's like, whenever there's, like, technology like that, like, I'll sit there and be like, this is so cool. And in the back of my head, I'm always thinking, like, this thing is listening all the time. Like, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> you got a lot to hide, man. You don't want to You don't want to expose it. <laughs> well, it'll just be really weird if you forget it's on. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, someone hacks into your phone and, like, hears the sound of you, like, jerking off or something. You know what I mean? And this is like, <laughs> they're going to try and, like, bribe you with a bunch of fucking slapping sounds and be like, hey, man, that was him. 11.30 last night. <laughs> like, the ultimate blackmail, like, if they have you on a hook, if they, they want to do that, you know? Yeah, that would be so fucking embarrassing. But then, I feel like if that ever happened to you, you could overcome anything. Yeah, a couple years. Give it two, three years, you'd be all right. Because, I mean, there can be nothing, I'm assuming, more embarrassing than how, like, a dude looks when he's having a wank. And so, if someone bribed you with that in any way, and then they actually released it on the internet, your life can only go up. From there, because like that would be the lowest fucking point, right? So like that's the my positive spin on it. Or you hang yourself. Yeah, I was gonna say like being like terminally ill might rank down there with that something yeah. like that. <laughs> you know, way, way to rain on my theory, man. <laughs> y- yeah. Well, I mean, this is more of a <laughs> yeah loose theory here. Yeah, but it's uh, it's like a that's like a social thing. That's like a social disaster. So compared to like an actual physical disaster you know that's true that's true yeah maybe i should categorize these things differently yeah no i mean it's it's all in the same same realm so same ballpark (laughs) (laughs) so what have you been doing for fun then man you play games watching movies what's going on yeah tv wise twin peaks as we were talking about before i I think we both have a mutual love um for maybe not so much an understanding yeah no um, there's no understanding i dude just to let the audience know, because I don't know when I'm going to release this, um, I'll just let them know that I just watched episode eight, and then I literally hit record on our interview about four minutes after that episode ended. So if people remember episode eight, it's the really fucking weird one. And uh, I'm still like, my brain is still like trying to digest what the hell I just saw. Like, I can't wait to read reviews, because if I, I have no concept this time how anyone is going to decipher anything from that. But who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe by the time you release this, there'll be some answers, you know? What I love about... Twin Peaks and David Lynch, I guess, and especially this new Twin Peaks, because, I mean, there's a lot of great TV on, and there's a lot of shows that, that I do love watching, and what I love about Twin Peaks is it's almost, like, spoiler-proof, in a way, like, it's just so bizarre. It's like you almost can't explain what you just saw. No, I know? never, it's, I mean, it's, especially this week's, and I think that's what's cool, I, I, I don't know that we're gonna get... I mean, by the time this airs, maybe there'll be like three or four more episodes that have come out. But I, I just don't, I don't see there being like a satisfying conclusion. But I definitely like the way 
that watching this show feels like it definitely feels very different than anything else I've seen mm-hmm. and it really doesn't seem to be following any sort of formula like TV style formula because it, some episodes just just all over the place like there's no narrative like it's just weird imagery and it's uh so it's it's neat that way yeah I mean don't yeah don't forget about the the four minute uh uh, floor sweeping montage <laughs> that, that you saw in episode seven. I mean, that was just well, the, the most it. artsy shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh, just wait till episode eight, buddy. You are uh, in dude. for something. Can't, I'm excited. Yeah, no, there's the floor sweeping. There is the uh, the painting of the shovels, which was <laughs> just the, I just love these scenes that are just I, I'm just I'm I just oh, after seeing this week's, it's just like how the fuck is this going to connect with the Twin Peaks narrative, right? Because there's like this there's normal like this episode was not about people, and so just the fact that there's still people involved in the story somehow is is uh, is really interesting. My only concern because I I wouldn't put it past him to do it, and who knows, maybe it's been resolved by the time this airs but i kind of have a feeling now that like dale cooper isn't gonna come back yeah i think that david lynch i wouldn't put it past him to like just he just doesn't come back and he is just dougie now yeah dougie's dougie is weird in a sense that he's a vegetable but he's able to do like that guy was about to kill him and he was able to stop him like immediately it was it was pretty wild when you watch any other tv show and you see the formula of tv it's like in my head i'm thinking they're building towards a cool reveal when they he fucking becomes doug or like uh, when he becomes dale cooper again but then it's like i just can't picture this show ending with a traditional showdown of like just he becomes Dale Cooper and then has to fight uh, you know Bob at the end like it's just like that's not going to happen like I mean that's what a like a you know a regular show would do right if there is a battle at the end between like good and evil it's gonna be like a crazy like 15 minute montage of like sparks and smoke and fucking weird music like it's not gonna and we're gonna have to be left going like so did is that the end like yeah here's what he's gonna do i think he's gonna leave it at a really terrible cliffhanger and then like he's never gonna make the show again it's probably what's gonna happen ah could you imagine when i think about the old twin peaks and just being annoyed by that cliffhanger ending it was just because it was it was so many cliffhangers and it it wasn't like the kind that they were unfair to not explain you know what i mean like you got the main Mm -hmm. character like fucking possessed or whatever and there's just a lot of things that were left unexplained and then when it didn't come back and and that's why I had an issue with the movie, Firewalk With Me, and it it wasn't because of the tone of the movie or that it didn't feel like the show. It was just that there were all these questions, and then he chose to make a prequel instead. And I was just like, dude, like, just fucking say what happened. Like, <laughs> So in a way, the new Twin Peaks did answer those questions. It was just like, so what happened with Dale Cooper? Well, we know. I fucking Bob took him over and for 25 years has been going around doing horrible shit to people apparently yeah i think i'm the only person that thinks like actually that's character's funny and i don't just the way he talks he's just like it's good to see you oh, yeah, again yeah, yeah, gordon yeah, yeah. like it's just like it's uh, it, there's like a lot of humor in it to me well, I'm, I'm i'm probably the only person that thinks no that, i i also find i find david lynch really funny i mean it can be really dark too i mean i think that's why because you know with every great thing when there's like these great humorous moments you have these lows where you just go like, oh my God, and then all of a sudden there's a light moment that sort of perks it back up. So, you know, I mean, we've seen like a fucking young kid get hit by a truck and yeah, like that's like that you know, was <laughs> you know, like that was dark. And then the next episode you got fucking uh you know, what's his face? Horn like in, in the in the fucking woods. <laughs> You know, just like, I think I'm high. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's 
fucking bizarre. You know that the kid getting ran over reminded me of Pet Cemetery. When I was growing up, I remember my parents were watching that movie. Did you walk in at the wrong time? No, no, no. We were like all watching it, I think, at one point, And they were like, you can't watch this part. And it's the part where the kid gets hit by the car. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because it, it was like too graphic. And I remember like watching it when I was an adult and I was like oh okay like that's not really as bad as I thought it was gonna be yeah. but like that kid getting hit in that show was fucking brutal dude especially just the build up like, Dave Lynch is great at build up because they're not holding him to any sort of format so like he'll let scenes go on for so long and you just feel the tension building like there's that guy freaking out driving his truck yeah there's this kid playing with his mom you're just like they're not gonna do this are they and then like it just keeps going until it finally happened you're just like oh my god yeah and then these weird crowd reactions you're just like are these actors like terrible like i can't tell like what's happening like it's just so <laughs> we'll keep talking about it but we'll uh we'll listen to another track man okay this one's called something else yeah this features uh Haley stewart Haley stewart another great vocalist yeah i'm gonna record a show with her tomorrow oh cool <laughs> Now I'm just thinking, should I say that? Because in case I switch the order of the shows. Anyway. Oh shit, spoiler alert. Yeah, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> I'm trying to be more active with like the Toronto synth people because there's like a few around. Cool. Well, you're actually going to go meet her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got I to gotta go rent another microphone. That's a whole fucking technical thing. Anyways, let's listen to this song. <laughs> okay. This is uh, Something Else by Betamax featuring Haley Stewart.
And that was Something Else by Betamax, featuring Haley Stewart. But I was going to say, um, one thing about Twin Peaks that is hilarious <laughs> yeah, yeah. is it put this... Always watch it with closed captions on. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Oh, like, wh- how do they explain... Um I am the arm, and I sound like this. Like, do they have just mo- like the most bizarre verbiage you've ever seen? Like somebody, like you know, those like custom like Facebook banner things you can put on your pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody did like one with a caption. It, it's like intense, intense, ethereal whooshing, <laughs> and that's like that's like one of the the one of the captions he always uses. And I laughed so hard. I was like, that would be a sick fucking band name. Intense, ethereal whooshing. <laughs> Just be like a David Lynch tribute. So what I mean, how do they explain the sound effect when those weird, like painted black, like homeless people? You, you, you would have to. I can't remember. You'd have to watch it, but it's. I mean, like you trust me. Just from now on, turn the turn the captions on. Yeah, horrifying bass noise. Yeah. God, those ominous, scenes are yeah. ominous, dystopian. <laughs> I don't even know. Those scenes are so fucking weird when those guys show up. Because I think it's happened like twice and in some other places. But yeah, like whenever there's those weird, just painted black homeless dudes who like just kind of in the background, and it, and it reminded me of Mulholland Drive. Have you seen Mulholland Drive? Yeah, a while ago. I probably wasn't paying enough attention to it. I need to watch it again you really got to pay attention to lynch stuff do you remember the fucking it's one of those like craziest jump scares when it's like the, the two guys go behind the diner and then all of a sudden like this crazy like insane looking homeless person like just shoots out from the corner hmm. and then and then the dude like dies like a fright or whatever like that scene <laughs> That scene gets me every time, even when I know it's coming. If you go on YouTube and just type in, like, Mulholland Drive homeless man, although it's actually a woman, that scene is fucking freaky as shit. <laughs> it's just this really, really long buildup to him walking, and he, the whole scene is hit, this the one dude telling this dream he had, and, and then the sequence of events starts to happen, and he talks about how, like, he goes behind the diner, and there's this horrifying face, and he never wants to see it, and then, they, then the whole scene continues. They go outside, go behind the diner, and then this homeless dude jumps out, and it's... It's fucking freaky as hell, man. I hate it, and uh, but I I've watched it uh, several times this week. Yeah, I know. There's like those parts exactly like you even know it's coming, and you still get freaked out by it because it's like loud and abrupt or something, you know. What makes this one in particular a really effective jump scare is it's in the daytime. The guy just explained exactly what was going to happen, uh, and then it happens exactly the way he said it would. And it's not like a nighttime thing where the cat jumps out. The sound that they play, it's loud, but it's not like super loud. You know, like a lot of jump scares are really cheap, like when the cat jumps out of a cupboard, like in a horror film, but they play like an insane noise to make you jump. Mm -hmm. Like this one is just, just the imagery is just so fucking freaky too, like when it happens. I was watching like a YouTube video that was all like the most famous jump scares. The the Exorcist 3? Is that the one where there's like this big long scene at the start of Exorcist 3? I'll be honest, I didn't even know there was a third Exorcist movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a 3, and apparently that one's supposed to be okay. I'm not really a big horror film guy, so like, I don't really watch it. Yeah, I like, I mean, I like old, like, Carpenter stuff, obviously, you know, mm. um, things like that. Speaking of which, I actually got to meet John Carpenter. He came to Pittsburgh last year, I believe. And uh, I brought one of my synthesizers to the show, and he signed it for me. That is fucking awesome. It was wild. I, it was. I was like a little bit. I was like kind of starstruck, a bit of a loss for words, just seeing the legend himself. You know. How do you maintain a signature on a keyboard? I don't know. It just sits in my studio. So I mean, actually, to take that back. I did bring it to um, the show in Jersey. 
that we played. I don't know. It's. I hope it doesn't get worn off. I never really thought about it. Wait. So what? I mean, what, what color did he sign it in? Silver. It's on a and it's on like a black background. Yeah, I'm just curious. I mean, can it rub off? Should you like spray it with something like a like a plastic protectant or something? No. Yeah. I, I never really thought about it. I just. I'm, I'm, I live life on the edge, man. All you know, right. I I don't even think about protecting my like sacred signatures on my on my keyboards. Well, I would, I but at the same time, I wouldn't hold me personally responsible because if you get like plastic protectant when you spray it, like the ink all starts to like leak like a crazy web or something, and it fucks up. Yeah, I'd, it, might, it might just like be like shinier too. You know, it might just like I don't know, it might look weird. Yeah, you'd have to go for a matte finish. Yeah, I mean, I did buy Sharpie brand pens, so it does hold up pretty well, I think. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, that's the brand. That's the... <laughs> that's, the that's the one you want to use, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it was cool as shit to meet him. That was, that was an amazing show, his whole live getup. How did you manage to get a fucking keyboard in there? I took my dad for father's day it was like a gift mm. and we bought like the most baller tickets you could possibly buy they were like vip meet and greets basically i was like i was like here's what i have they like patted me down looked at make sure it wasn't like a fucking bomb yeah and it was no problem I, I was like yeah this is like my keyboard i just wanted to sign it i had to wait in line for like like a half hour or whatever but it, it was totally worth it got a picture with the dude and um i fumbled over my words terribly i don't even remember what i said to him yeah <laughs> he, he asked me he asked me is he's like oh is this for me i was like yeah uh no, yeah sure like he's just like fucking around like he's like oh is this is not like for me i was like yeah no but i was like we should jam though so stupid <laughs> It was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever said. Like, oh, bro, we should jam. It's like, okay, yeah. John Carpenter is going to fucking jam me all right. Um, that would be awesome, though. Oh, yeah. It would be fucking great. And his his kid's really cool. Uh, his name's Cody. Cody, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's... I don't know. Uh, is that an official thing? I shouldn't say. So how how much how much time did you have? Uh, was it like just like a little quick like twenty second thing? Or yeah, it was like maybe a minute. I don't I don't know. I, I mean, like there was like, like hundreds of people in line. I don't want to like really hold anybody up. Yeah, I got to meet him, and the, the show was just so badass the way they put it on. Like it was a live band, like a drummer, guitar player, and then Cody was up there doing like lead keyboards, and then uh, John was doing like rhythm stuff, I guess, like background stuff. But they projected all the movies in the background like when they would switch songs like like okay here's the theme from escape from new york and they played clips from it and it was just really really fucking cool that is cool yeah yeah yeah. me and my dad were like dorking out really hard because we really like carpenter stuff and um like when the christine theme came on like we like lost our shit it was was fucking it was fucking amazing we're like because i mean it's just movies that we i fucking grew up with and like we love and cherish so much you know and like seeing like the themes come to life like that was like really something special you know yeah yeah for sure well that's awesome man i'm I'm so polite that i've never done like a fan thing like there's toronto comic-con and stuff and i always think oh you know i really like this show maybe i should go and do one of those autograph things and wait in the line and i kind of just i never do it it's really weird like i've never really met any famous person that i admire in any way i never really have either per se like i mean like i got to meet carpenter but i never like make it a note like so and so is coming to town like i better like figure out how i'm gonna get a ticket or meet them i I don't know what i would say to these people like hey you know what's up you're awesome love your shit like what do you say to these people Yeah, yeah yeah i feel like i'm bothering them you know like yeah that's the way i feel 
That's it. Like, I don't want to yeah. fucking bother them, you know. Like, yeah, they know they're great. They're fucking rich and famous from it, you know. <laughs> or like, you know, you know, it's like I'll take your autograph or whatever. Yeah, move along, cool, whatever. Get a picture. But no, nah, I'm the same way, man. I don't really, I don't really make it a, a big deal or you know something that I like. I have to do, you know. Well, listen, I want to listen to some more music. But uh, the other day, I was playing Tetris. And out of the blue, I think it was like before I started chatting with you, because this, this brought back the memory of Betamax, is that I threw on uh, sophisticated technology, and I was uh, listening through that again. The song New Horizons just stuck out to me now, and I think that might be like my favorite track on that album. Really? Now, I just, I really dig that song, and I want to uh, play it right now, man, because because uh, it's a cool song. People should listen to it. Glad you like it. So this is uh, New Horizons by Betamax.
And that was New Horizons by Betamax. That one was on sophisticated technology. But yeah, just the other day I threw on that album because, you know, I get I get sent a lot of music now. And like every month I have like 20 hours of music by the end of the month that I've listened to. Different artists and random songs and singles and albums. And I don't really sit down and, and enjoy like albums that much and I mean I've said this before like I'm not really an album guy like I usually do pick out singles and the the tracks I really like Mm -hmm. put them in a different playlist right but there is something nice about sitting back and just listening to an album and so I I revisited uh, Sophisticated Technology and it's a it's a good album man and and when when that track came on I was just sort of like did I I feel like I never processed it before or something like I felt like it was almost like new to me listening to it that's the trouble when you have to listen to so much music is there was a lot of great songs that sometimes pass me by like I hear it once I go, oh, that's good. I'll play it on the show. And then I kind of don't really sit with that song anymore. It's, it's hard to parse through it all. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of music, you know. There's very rarely I'm just like listening to a whole thing front to back because I don't really have time, you know. It's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, it's 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 time consuming, and a lot of times, yeah, you miss you miss some of the better tracks and so, something you didn't think you would like. Yeah, it's, I'm trying to find a way to sort of balance what I do now uh, with the amount of music I, I I have to sort of listen to with uh, with the stuff I actually enjoy. Because sometimes I just end up going back to the tracks that I know I already enjoy, like a you know the tried and tested songs, and uh, I feel like I'm missing a whole bunch of shit, and I I don't know the solution. Unless that's just listen listen to music for fucking fifteen hours every day all the time, right? You know, music is amazing. I, w- I wouldn't want to listen all all day though. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need my quiet time. Yeah, no, for sure. You got you got to process everything. You know. Well, speaking of processing shit, what uh, what's on the horizon for Betamax? That segue doesn't work. What the- <laughs> <laughs> the horizon. Um, oh, um, I'm working on getting this album out. It's called Archaic Science. It's going to be a full length. It's going to be on vinyl. I, I don't care one way or another. It's happening. Vinyl's happening because there's just too much of a demand to say to say no. What is your expected release date for this thing? I don't know. I keep pushing it back. I'm thinking August, but we'll see. Like, at least digital by August, you know? So what's the plan, man? So you got this album coming out. Uh, do you, do you want to do more live shows? Yeah, I'm looking to travel. Um, I take that opportunity to, you know, see some stuff that I want to, like, photograph and, you know, just experience stuff, meet new people and yeah i'm definitely looking to play some shows yeah i do have a booking agent now so hopefully you know i'll be playing some more live shows i want to that's cool man i mean like i'm happy that this stuff is sort of picking up and i'm curious to see what acts are viable because like you know perturbator uh, carpenter brew dance with the dead they have a metal crowd and so i'm still kind of curious about like if sort of like more traditional kind of synthwave acts and outrun acts can like pull some audiences i mean like i I want them to because i want i want it to get big enough that like you know people come and play in toronto and shit absolutely no the dark wave stuff is like huge right now it is yeah Um, it's 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 really taken off more like i guess quote-unquote traditional stuff isn't really at the forefront and I, i mean i want it to be and i think it deserves to be we'll see i mean like it feel i feel like there's a crowd for it but i still feel like there's a lot of people who don't know about it unless they're sort of like in the scene are like knowledgeable whereas like you know perturbator and dance with the dead and stuff there's like metal people that go to those shows they're an audience of people who go to shows because it's funny like when i went and saw like carpenter brutus i noticed it was like it's kind of like metal people and like nerds mm-hmm. and you know you wonder like how many shows are these nerds going to because i know these metal people are probably going to shows like every weekend and uh i i, I hope anyways that uh this stuff can pull like 
audiences of cool people. As long as you put different people on the bill, I mean, like something in the same sort of realm of electronic, it, you know, maybe not essentially synthwave, but yeah, or like DJs or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think if you're just into synth-based music, it would probably all click together pretty decently. I think everybody probably have a good time and enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I hope for that because I know people would have a good time. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I know, like, oh, this stuff's fun. Like, you know, get a good crowd going. And there's so many people, you know, there's so many of these, like, bars and, and clubs that have, like, their 80s nights and things like that. And I just think, like, oh, like, there's a crowd there who would, like, love listening to this stuff. But again, it's like there is this sort of nerdy aspect of people like sort of with the scene of uh, that you have to sort of like dig into it a bit to like totally know what's going on. And uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. The point <laughs> is I, I, I want lots of people to perform is my point. Yeah, no doubt. There's a lot of guys I'd like to see. I mean, I'd like to see like MN84 play, Laserhawk, like a lot of those, like Rosa Corsa guys. Like I, lo- I love that label. I'd like to see all those guys play. I know like FM Attack does some DJ stuff. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people I'd like to see get out and do something. And I think there's an opportunity there. Not necessarily, like, you're not going to make a million dollars, but, like, at least go and do something you love. And Like, it was really hard for me to, like, get out of the box and play the show, believe it or not. Right. It was tough for me because I was like, well... I could never figure out how to do it, and I was like, oh, it's going to be a lot of work, and in the end, though, it was worth it. I, like, if anybody's listening that's is thinking about going live, it's it's definitely worth it. Well, everybody fucking take note, Betamax says, go live. Go meet your groupies. Yeah, man. There a lot of fucking uh, ladies there to chat with. I don't know what I was going to say in the place of that. <laughs> <laughs> chat with. We'll go with that. Yes. Uh, get acquainted with. Yes. <laughs> synth ladies. I don't know what this is. This is <laughs> There needs to be more synth ladies. Yes, there does. I, I'm still trying to crack a lot of these, the formulas that are going to sort of open the scene up to everybody, but I'm not really a mathematician. Yeah, it's weird the way the chemistry kind of works. It has, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it, it, we need more shit like Kung Fury to come out. Like that shit was badass. Like dude, somebody should do something like that again. That like really, I feel like opened a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. I feel like there's like one thing a month or a year. Like there, like there's like one big thing a year, you know, where it's like, it's Kung Fury and it's Turbo Kid, uh, Stranger Things. You know, there's like one big thing that sort of connects to the synth and the 80s revival stuff. And then people sort of recognize it for that moment and then it kind of goes away. Although Stranger Things right now is still in the sort of the collective conscious because uh, I the other day when I was well, not the other day now, it was probably like months ago when I was filming the intro to Beyond Synth, like the show show. Um, I was walking down this this neighborhood in Toronto and I had like a three-piece suit on and my light-up LED shoes. <laughs> and like some wasted girls like came out of some place and they were like so confounded by what was going on with me. Because <laughs> it's just like, who are you? Like, why are you got space shoes on? Are you wearing a suit? Like, are you from TV? Like, they didn't understand like what was happening. Like, they were out no, of it. No, dude, you're definitely, you're from another planet, dude. And I'm so terrible at marketing myself. Like, I'm, I've never been good at being like the oh man I host a show and like hand them a card or something I'm just like oh, you should you should along. start doing that you should start I know doing I should that. I'm fucking terrible I, that's the thing though I've always uh, not been jealous of but like uh, you know you know when people have that power but what they're marketing is shit like I've known bad artists in my life who are great at telling people at a moment's notice that they're an artist and here's what they do and here's their card and all this and you know it's garbage and meanwhile you know that you're making stuff that's cool but I can't tell people about it 
I mean, it's been like four and a half years of doing the show, and I'm only now comfortable telling people that I have a podcast. Like, before that, I, I wouldn't tell people in conversation. Yeah, it's like you're gifted with one thing. It's like you're either actually good at it, or like you're just like some douche that's just pushing your shit on everybody, you know? Ah, man, and art douches are the nuts, because I've seen them, like, with just the terrible painters and stuff, but they're just great at fucking selling things, and people will buy it. Like, if you got the confidence to sell your shit, then people fucking will buy it. And, uh, yeah, that's something I gotta work on. But anyways, the point was that these girls, uh, when I was trying to explain what synth was, I'm just like, oh, I like, I host a show and the music. It, my buddy had to say it for me. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you mean like Stranger Things? I'm like, yes. So the bottom line is Stranger Things is still in the collective conscious. I think that's why I brought up that story. Useless. Anyways, well, we can, uh, <laughs> we could probably wrap this up, man. Do you, do you have anything you want to talk about that we didn't uh, mention? Keep an eye out for the album. Um, no, I mean, like, it's pretty much it. I'm going to be releasing, like, slowly kind of releasing some things on SoundCloud as soon as they're done. I'm in the process of mastering the whole thing right now, so... And it's taking a lot longer than I thought it would. I just want to make sure it sounds good, you know? Yeah, man. That's a fucking noble goal. Absolutely, man. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Anyways, dude. Well, it was good uh, catching up with you. Hopefully, uh, we don't wait another three years before we fucking uh, chat again. Yeah, don't be a stranger, man. Stranger things. <laughs> uh, I'll do. I'll do. I'll do my best on my end to keep in touch. Though, if you ever want to have me again or want to do one of those uh, like this three way type things, you know, I'm always up for a three way. Three ways are they're a lot of fun. <laughs> to be honest with you, if I had an actual one in real life, I wouldn't be able to perform at all. <laughs> You ever want to see that? You know the Seinfeld episode where uh, he's explaining to George how he could never be an orgy guy. No, but I need to watch that. Oh, that it's just such a great line. He's just like, "I'm not an orgy guy. Once you become an orgy guy, you got to grow a mustache and wear robes and have all these lotions and like just." <laughs> it's, it's so good. Dude, Seinfeld is genius. Oh, I, I know. love it. It's, it's, it's the fucking best. Anyways, man, you have a fucking lovely Pittsburgh day. I will. Or night, I guess. It's nighttime now. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh nights, dude. That's a that's a song title. Sweet. Old song. Oh, yeah, man. We'll have a have a nice day uh, up north or a nice night. Yeah, I, I will try. But uh, it was good talking to you. And we'll fucking chat again, man. Beta Max. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never ended a chat that way. I'd <laughs> just say the person's name. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I'm, I'm not good with the goodbyes. We'll put it that way. <laughs> and that was Betamax. Thanks for listening to the show. Tune in next week where my guest will be somebody else. And I uh, hope you guys have a lovely weekend. And uh, yeah, man, have a good one. And uh, tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. I'm a nut and I'm breaking all the rules with this podcast. I'm powering you by. Music on time. Beyond the